right, man, that's awesome, man. I love, I love those videos. I love to see, see those stories of, of freedom, how God breaks into people's lives no matter what their circumstances are. And, man, God just does something radical and, and sets, sets people free. And I know that, that every week we see one of those videos in this series, uh, there's hundreds of stories right in the room this morning of people that we're not going to see on the screen but could step up to a microphone and share the same story of how God has set them free today. And uh, man, it's just so, so, we're, so we're excited that we're in the second week of this series called Freedom. If this is your first time ever at Summit, my name is Mark. I'm the lead pastor here at Summit. And we are just excited to have you here today. I know that Brent's already come and he's done a great job of, of welcoming, all, uh, welcoming everybody here, all of our first time new uh, returning guests and everything. But, but I just want to say thank you to everybody that's come today for the very first time. If you're a returning guest, I want to thank you for coming back. In fact, in fact at Summit, we, we refer to all of our first time guests, returning guests as VIPs. We, we just are excited to have you guys here. So Summit family, let's take a second. Let's welcome all of our first time guest VIPs, returning guests this morning. Man, we're excited to have you guys here. And, and listen, listen, listen. Um, man, if I wish I was a first-time guest because the first-time gift, the first-time guest gift is sweet, dude. Like, it's awesome. It's a free pizza at Jabbo's. And listen, um, listen, I'm going to come one day and just totally lie, say it's my first Sunday, because I want one of those. So, like, if, the, if you're a first-time guest, fill out that card. You can drop it off at the table there on your way out to one of our guest service volunteers. Man, just excited to have you guys here today. Hey, I'm going to pray, and we are going to launch in this morning. I believe that God's going to do something really special in this room today. So let's pray really fast. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, Jesus, there's a lot of people in the room right now, and God, you know our backgrounds. You know you know where we've been. You know what's got us here today. Maybe it was an invite. Maybe we saw something on Facebook or Twitter. Maybe somebody's just annoyed us so much that we finally gave in. God, maybe we come here every week. God, you know our hearts. And so, Jesus, I pray that you'd speak to us the only way that you can. We, it's, it's, it's too important to hear from you to, to just be satisfied with coming to church, clocking out, and going home. It's, 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 way, it's way too important to be in your presence and to hear what you might want to say into our lives then just come and, and think about the game this afternoon or come and think about the deadline or the test this week or what happened this past week. Jesus, this is your time. This is your moment, Jesus. And we just pray you would remove every distraction, everything that would be in our way. God, it doesn't matter if it's in the room. It doesn't matter if it's in our minds or our hearts. God, remove it. Because all we want is just to hear from you. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Hey, I want to ask you guys, uh, I want to ask you guys a question this morning. You don't have to answer out loud. You don't have to answer by raising your hands or anything like that. But have you ever been in a desperate situation? You ever been in a desperate situation? And I know there's a lot of people here today, so, so we, we would probably define desperate situation maybe differently than the person next to us. But have you ever been in a desperate situation? Maybe you're here and you're single. And it is at cold, red, desperate levels. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you can't lower your standards any more than you've already lowered them. You've got family that are looking at you and saying, you know, everybody else is getting married. When are you going to get tithing? When are you going to do it, right? And you just, man, you are just, it is cold, right? You're desperate. You're in a desperate situation. Or maybe you're driving somewhere, your car breaks down the side of the road. You don't know how to fix it. 
Your cell phone, you don't know where it is. Maybe the battery's run down or whatever. You don't know what you're going to do. You're in a desperate situation. You're in a bathroom stall, public bathroom, no toilet paper. Desperate situation. Can we talk that way? Can we go? Can we have a little fun this morning? You're in a desperate situation. You ever been there? Again, we might define desperate situation differently, but I think that we can all agree that if somehow you found your way in prison, that's a desperate situation. I think that if, 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 if through some set of circumstances you found yourself in prison, that's not a desired end goal for anyone's life in the room. I think if you found yourself in prison, I think that we'd all agree, you know what, that is a desperate situation. And so here we are, we've all come into the room today, and we all just walked in, and who knows what we're all going to come home to, but some of you right now, you are tracking with this, you know exactly what I'm talking about, because while you sit there looking at me, you are in a desperate situation. In fact, while you sit there and you look at me, you look fine and you look normal, but you know what, you know that you feel like you're in prison. Maybe you're at a place in your life where you just feel stuck. Have you ever been there? You just, you just feel stuck, and you don't know how to get unstuck. You don't know how to fix it. It just feels like it's never going to get better, better. You get this nagging sense that it is always going to be this way, and there you sit this morning, and you're in prison. Maybe you're here this morning, you're in a financial prison. Debt up to your eyeballs. You don't know how you're going to make ends meet. And so there you sit. You feel like you're in a financial prison. Maybe it's an emotional prison. Maybe it's a prison of regret. You look at your life where it is, and you know that it could have been better had you made that decision years ago. For some reason or another, you didn't make that decision, and here you are filled with regret. Maybe you're listening to this, you're a teenager. And you just feel like you're in prison this morning. Maybe you're here, you're a stay-at-home mom, you're married, you're a CEO, you're at the top of the org chart, but for some reason or another, you feel like you're in prison this morning. Because you don't have to be in prison to be in a prison, do you? So what do you do when you're in prison? What do you do when, when what you want more than anything else is freedom? Because that's what we're talking about in this series. Every, every week over the next couple of weeks, we started it last week, we're talking about freedom. What do you do when you're in prison, but what you want more than anything is freedom? Well, today we're going to try to answer that question, and we're going to look at a story that happened thousands of years ago, but this story actually happened. Not a made-up story. It's not, uh, it's not some fairy tale or anything like that. What we're about to see actually happened, and we're about, to encounter, we're about to see Jesus encounter a man who was in prison. And I believe, just like this man who at the end of the story we're about to read, this man finds freedom. I believe there's a lot of people in the room today who you are listening to me and you are about to find freedom from the prison you've been in for years for the very first time today. I believe there's somebody in this room today, you just came, maybe you were invited, you saw it on the internet, whatever brought you here today, maybe you don't even believe in God, but God is already speaking into your heart. I believe that a lot of people in the room today are going to experience freedom. So let's watch what happens as Jesus encounters a man who is in a type 
of prison. So if you've got a Bible, go ahead and open it up to Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9 is where we're going to be today, so you can open it up, or uh, if you've got your phone with you or whatever, you can turn on version if that's the Bible that you use on your mobile device. Go ahead and turn it on to Luke chapter 9. And while you're turning there, hey, if you, if you don't have a Bible at all, or if you have a Bible at home, maybe you, it's, it's really hard for you to understand, back of the room on your way out are free Bibles, okay? Just grab one on your way out. You don't have to act all shady and like you're stealing it, shove it underneath your coat or whatever. Just grab one on your way out. That's our gift to you today, okay? But don't sweat it if you don't have one because the words are probably already behind me. But watch what happens here as Jesus encounters a man in prison. We're just going to slowly walk through this this morning. Listen to this. Luke chapter 9, look at verse 37. It says this, on the next day when they'd come down from the mountain, they is Jesus and the 12 disciples. They come down from the mountain and a great crowd met him. Him is Jesus and a great crowd comes to meet Jesus because here's what you need to know. People love being around Jesus. You might be new to church or you've never been in an environment like this and you think that Jesus is really intolerant. You think that Jesus is really judgmental. And the reason you think that isn't because you've encountered Jesus. You've encountered judgmental Christians. Total difference. All right? Absolute difference. People loved being around Jesus. Jesus, everywhere he went, thousands of people tended to go with him. So at this point, Jesus is at rock star popularity status. Thousands of people, a great crowd comes to meet him. And behold, or suddenly, or out of nowhere, a man from the crowd cries out, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son, for he is my only child. Stop right there. Do you hear the desperation already? This guy just pops out of this crowd of thousands. We don't know his name. We don't know what he does for fun. But you can hear the desperation in his voice. Teacher, I am begging you to do something here. I am begging you to help me. And the problem isn't with him. It's with his only son. Parents, can you relate? Hey, grandparents, can you relate to this one? Listen, you don't even have to be a parent or a grandparent. If there's somebody in your life that you know, that you love, that you care for, and something were to happen to them, and it would wound you deeply, that is where this man is. Something has happened to his only son, and it feels like it has put him in a prison. Let's look at what happens to him. Watch the next verse. And behold, a spirit seizes him, and he suddenly cries out, It convulses him so that he foams at the mouth and shatters him and will hardly leave him. Wait a second. It just got real weird, didn't it? Didn't it? I mean, you were were fine when this guy was desperate and he was having in a hard spot. But all of a sudden, what's got him in a hard spot is that his son is possessed by a demon. Right? Now, imagine, imagine just for a second, just because feel the weight of this, all right? Feel the weight of this. Imagine that you are with a good friend out for coffee. And if they have kids, you always ask what? How are the kids? Right? Everybody does that. Normal. You look at them, you say, hey, how are your kids doing? They say, not good, man. Not good at all. And don't people always talk about how their kids are dipped in awesome sauce? Right? My kids are awesome. All-star. Varsity. They're in second grade. They've already got a scholarship. Calipari's already signed them. It's awesome. Oh, my kid's, my kid's great, man. My kid's great. They're six months old. They can, already le- they can already read and drive. Oh, my kids are awesome. But they look at you and they say, man, they're not good at all. You say, what's wrong? They're possessed by a demon. 
you would back away slowly. Now, some parents are relieved because you're relieved just to hear another parent talk about their kids the way you talk about your kids, right? They're demon-possessed, man. They're crazy. God help us, right? He is possessed by a demon. But hey, let's get real serious. Some of you are here, you don't buy into the whole Jesus thing, you don't buy into the whole Bible thing, and you're tracking with this, and you're thinking, see, that right there is where you lose me. There, right there, this whole, this whole demonic thing, this whole supernatural thing, this whole boy possessed by a demon thing, you lose me right there. And listen, 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 if that's you here today, you don't believe in God, you're not buying this stuff, we want you to know, man, we are glad that you're here. Because I want you to know, as the pastor of this church, we started this church for you. We didn't start this church for everybody that believed everything that's in this book. We started this church for people that don't believe this thing at all. We started this church for you. So if you hear us talk like like this, and you're thinking, man, I'm not into that at all, or I'm not sure that I'm into it, hey, I want you to know, number one, you're in a safe place today. Number two, ask any question you want, because we've asked it too. You're in a good place today. But even if you don't believe this, you can still relate to what's going on. Because in other Gospels, and when I say Gospels, I mean books of the Bible that are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. When other books of the Bible tell this exact same story, it gives us this detail. That this boy has been this way since childhood. So this dad is thinking, will my son always be like this? Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about your situation that way? Will it always be this way? Will it ever change? I don't know if anything will turn around. All of us have been there. That is where he is. And see, when we're there, when we are in a desperate situation, we'll try anything to get out of that desperate situation, won't we? I mean, man, we'll try anything to get out of that desperate situation. That's exactly what this guy does. So in verse 40, it says this. He says this to Jesus. I begged your disciples to cast it out. They couldn't. Losers, right? I went to your disciples first, Jesus. That's hilarious. Here is Jesus, the Son of God, and just like us, when we know the exact thing to fix our situation, don't a lot of times we go to something else first? I know what will fix it. Let me try something else first. Some of you are in a desperate situation. You're in a prison. And listen, you can't watch any more Oprah and Dr. Phil to try to make it better, can you? Right? You can't watch any more Dr. Phil. How's that working for you? Not good. I'm in prison, bro. Right? You can't do it anymore. Some of you, you have tried four steps, eight steps, 12 steps, 10 steps, 27 steps, 100 steps. You've taken every step and you haven't moved. You're still in prison. We've tried everything. I'll tell you, I love, the, I love this one. I love this one. I think it's awesome when people come up to me and say this. Brother Mark, my life was so bad, things weren't just going well. So, man, I tried to start going to church to make it better. I love that. I love that. My life wasn't going well. Man, I started to come to church, see if it'd turn around. Like, just coming here will get some Jesus fairy dust on you, and then everything's, everything's okay, right? If I can just get some Jesus rubbed on my finances, it'll be all right, Right? I, I, people tell me this all the time. I used to go to your church, but it didn't work. And listen, 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 listen. If that's you today, and you're about to walk out because it hasn't worked yet, I want you to know, listen, because I, 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 man, I tried your church, man, it didn't work for me. Listen, you don't try Jesus, you submit to Jesus. That's your problem. That's your problem right there, all right? 
Jesus is not a series of steps. He's not a quick fix. He's not a self-help problem. He's not a pill. He is a person who came to set you free. You don't try him. You give your life to him. But see, desperate times, man, call for desperate measures. When you're in a fix, when you're in a prison, you just got to do something to get us out. And I'm looking at some of you, and I think that some of you in the crowd are thinking this, my life is okay. I am not in a prison. You know what? I have climbed the corporate ladder. I have worked hard. There is money in the bank. My spouse is hot. We've got a nice house. My kids are not Satan-possessed, praise Jesus. So I think it's going pretty well for me. But I want all of us to see the situation that we're in because there's a verse we talked about it last week. Romans chapter 6 verse 20 says that all of us are slaves to sin. We'll talk about this verse every week in the series, Freedom. All of us are born into a prison that we cannot get ourselves out of, and it's a prison of sin. That's why, listen to me, I don't, know, I don't care who you are today, listen to me. Your biggest problem is sin. Your biggest problem is sin. You say, no, it's not. My biggest problem is this. Can I submit to you the only reason you have that problem is because of sin? See, God didn't create the world and create you in order that you would be imprisoned by that problem. In Genesis 1 and 2, it says that everything God made, he made it good. The reason the world got so jacked up, why do bad things happen in the world? Why is there evil? Isn't because God is up in heaven and he's this maniacal dictator. The reason that the world is the way that it is is because when God made our original parents, Adam and Eve, they made the decision to say, God, our way is better than yours. We'll do it like we want to do it. And we've been doing it ever since. And all it's done is put us in prison. So sin is our biggest problem. That's why, listen to me, if you're here today without Jesus, you're in a prison. The prison that you think that you're in, if you get out of that prison and do not have Jesus, you are still in that prison. If you get out of debt, if you get out of debt without Jesus, you're still in prison. If you knock that addiction out of your life without Jesus, you're still in prison. No matter what your prison is, if you get out of it and you do not have Jesus, you're still in prison. That's why there is freedom in only one name under heaven and earth, and it is the name of Jesus Christ. And he came to break the chains of every prison that you might be in today. That's why you're here. Listen, listen, listen. We are doing this series for you. We have have planned this entire series and these events and these videos and everything we're doing with freedom for you so that if you're here today and you've never experienced the freedom that Jesus can give for the very first time, I'm not asking you if you've been to church. I'm not asking you if you know the Bible. I'm not asking you if you're a good person. But if Jesus has never stepped into your life and given you freedom that's so radical that it changes everything, I'm not talking that you're perfect, and I'm not saying that you get it all together, but I'm saying that, man, when he steps in, he never leaves us the way that we are. Something supernatural has happened, and it's Jesus forgiving you for your sins and coming into your life and giving you freedom. If that's never happened, that's why God brought you today, and today you can experience that kind of freedom. Today, just as you are, you can experience that kind of freedom. But hey, hey, let's be honest for a second. Let's be honest. Christians in the room, Christians, 
There are Christians in the room right now. Jesus has set you free. You've got a relationship with him. Your sins are forgiven. You are free, but you don't feel free. There are Christians in this room right now, in this auditorium, and you've come since day one of this church, and you are free, but you don't feel free. Too many Christians spend their entire Christian lives in a prison. Jesus has set them free, but they don't feel free. There might be tons of reasons why you don't feel free. Some of you don't feel free because you keep going back to things that only put you in prison. You've started to make choices and to go to things that might make you feel good at the time, but instead of bringing you closer to God, you have started to make decisions that are bringing you further away from God. It, you, you, you hope nobody finds out. You're lying and trying to cover up your steps. You hope that it's never exposed, and all it's doing is it's putting you in prison. Some of you, the reason that maybe you don't feel free is because your feelings drive your faith. I don't feel free, therefore I'm not. Listen, just because you don't feel free doesn't mean that Jesus hasn't set you free, okay? It's time for us to be word-driven Christians and not feeling-driven feeling driven Christians. Because listen, just because you don't feel like the tomb is empty, I got a news flash for, for you. The tomb is empty today. Jesus is alive. It doesn't matter if you feel it, not feel it. He is alive and in him you can be free. Some of you don't feel free because you struggled with the same thing for so long. Deep down, you've stopped believing that God can fix it. Deep down, you've stopped believing that God can really work in that area of your life. So you still come and you still sing and you still serve. But you stopped believing a long time ago that Jesus would ever set you free in that area of your life. So you're free, but you don't feel free, what do you do when you're in prison? Watch what Jesus says. I love what Jesus does here. He says this, verse 41. Oh, faithless and twisted generation, how long am I to be with you and bear with you? Watch this. Here's the key to the whole thing. Bring your son here. Bring your son right here. Hey, 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 hey. Bring Rosemary's baby right here to me. Some of you won't get that reference. God bless you for probably not getting it. Bring your demon-possessed boy to me right here. Do you know everywhere this man and his son went, everyone avoided them. Nobody wanted anything to do with this kid. Nobody had any category to fit him in. Everybody thought this kid was too messy to deal with. Jesus says, bring him here. Listen, there isn't a situation in this room in anyone's life that Jesus is shocked with today. Did you know that? Whoever you are, whatever you've done, there is freedom today. Whatever you want freedom from, it doesn't matter if you've never met Jesus and today you're going to for the very first time, or if you've known Jesus for years but you still feel like you're in prison. Listen to me. Whatever you want freedom from, whatever prison is that you want out of, what do you do when you're in prison? Jesus says to you the same thing that he says to this man. Bring your prison to me. Bring that issue to me. Bring it to me. Bring your shame to me. Bring your addiction to me. Bring your regret to me. Your guilt to me. Your financial catastrophe to me. Bring whatever prison you find yourself in, bring it 
to him. And listen to me. You don't just bring it to him once. You bring it to him over and over and over and over until Jesus begins to work in that area and you begin to get a glimpse of freedom. Whatever you want freedom from, bring it to Jesus. In fact, let me give you two quick reasons really fast why you need to bring whatever your prison is to Jesus. First reason is because Jesus is greater than anything that would put us in prison. Jesus is greater than anything that would put us in prison. Everything that has you in a prison this morning answers to Jesus. Did you know that? Everything that's got you in a prison this morning answers to Jesus. Jesus can give freedom from shame. Jesus can give freedom from your past. Jesus can give freedom from meth. Jesus can give freedom from pills. Jesus can give freedom from porn. Jesus can give freedom from that addiction. He can give freedom from that bad decision. He can give freedom from what you did last night. Whatever it is that you want freedom from, bring it to him because that answers to him. It answers to him. And listen, listen, listen. Listen, listen, listen. Some of you are clapping and you're like, I've done that. Yeah, but you don't just do it once. I'm not saying that if you follow Jesus today, your life gets easier and all of a sudden there's candy drops and unicorns everywhere. All right? This is not some prosperity gospel where the guy's on TV with the jet strap, you know, the hair that's going crazy. His wife's got enough makeup on. She's crying. Looks like she lost a paintball fight. And he's on TV. Give me all your money. Jesus wants you happy. Jesus wants you rich. Jesus never will let you get sick. That is crap from hell. Can I say that? It's too late. It's too late. That is from the pit of hell. Jesus didn't come, listen, 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 some of you wouldn't buy that if I said it from this stage, because man, some of you asked Jesus into your life, your life got harder. Your family dropped you as soon as you asked Jesus into your life. Jesus came to set you free, and so whatever it is, you don't bring it to him once. It's not saying that he's just going to make your life easier and take the problem away the first time you ask him. But whatever it is you want freedom from, bring it to him over and over. Bring it to him in homeroom. Bring it to him when you clock in. Bring it to him when you wake up and when you're about to go to bed. Bring it to him over and over and over because whatever it is, it answers to him. Second reason you need to bring whatever you want freedom from to Jesus is because Jesus bought your freedom. Jesus bought it for you. Man, we can get in a place in our lives where we look at our lives and think, I'm always going to be this way, but I want you to know, whatever you think, you'll always be this way. Whatever your this is, 2,000 years ago, Jesus took it to the cross. And when he took it to the cross, what he did is he paid the price for your freedom. The bail to get you out of prison and to be free in that area has been paid. The door to the prison is open. The question is, are you going to stay in that prison today? Or are you going to take a step out? And again, you take that step over and over and over. Some of you, you might not feel like what I'm saying is true right now. You might not be sure if this is going to work for you. Listen, listen. Even if you don't feel like you are free, if you have Jesus in your life and you've given your life to him, then I want you to begin every day saying to yourself, every time the devil tells you you're not free, every time you tell you you're not free, you say this to yourself, you say it out loud, I am free because he says so. 
I am free because he says so. I am free because he says so. Can we say that right now out loud, everybody, like you, like you mean it? I am free because he says so. I am free because he said so. The door to your prison is open. But are you going to stay there? Are you going to listen to the excuses for why this isn't for you? You've struggled there for too long. It's not going to work. Surely he's talking to somebody else. He's not talking to you. He doesn't know your situation. He doesn't know what you did two years ago. He didn't know what your parents did to you that nobody should ever endure. He didn't know what they said to you. He doesn't know what you did last night. Are you going to listen to every excuse for why you don't need to have freedom? Or are you going to listen to the one voice that matters that says, you can be free? The door is open. Are you going to take a step out or stay in? Let me talk to Christians today who are free but don't feel free. Let me talk to every believer in the room. You're free but you don't feel free. I want to say this to you. This man just walked up to Jesus with all of his mess, with all of his baggage, and said, Jesus, can you make me free? Jesus says, yes. You know what? I am, I am amazed by the amount of people, and I do this every time somebody talks to me about an issue, something they're struggling with. Every time some, a Christian comes to me and they talk to me about something they're struggling with in their life, I'm amazed by, the, by, by, the, by their answer to this question. I ask everybody that comes to me with something, I say, hey, are you talking to God about that problem? 90% of the time, people say, no. Are you talking to God about that issue? Are you talking to God about your prison? No. Not. Are you talking to God about that bitterness? No. Are you talking to God about your porn addiction? No. Are you talking to God about prison? So many people say no. And I talk to a lot of Christians who spiritualize it. You might be one of them, and they say, well, I just don't want to bother God with my problems. I figure he's got enough on his plate. Listen. Jesus died for your problems. He doesn't want you to ignore your prison and try to pretty yourself up. So if you are free, but you do not feel free, I'm going to give you an opportunity in just a moment to bring your prison. As much as it may shame you, as much as you may hope that, that no one ever finds out, as much as you might wish it wasn't a reality in your life, I'm going to invite every Christian who is free but does not feel free, every Christian who feels like you are in a prison, I am going to invite you to take a step this morning. And I am praying that our church would take advantage of it. I'm praying that you wouldn't put yourself in the prison of what will they think about me? What will they say about me? Oh man, everybody thinks that I've got it all together. Listen, Sugarfoot, nobody thinks you've got it all together because Jesus died for all of us. If Jesus died for all of us, we do not have it all together. We needed a Savior who would love us so much. He left heaven and came and lived and died and rose again for us. Drop the charade that you've got it together. Drop it today. And in just a moment, I'm going to give our church an opportunity to bring your prison to Jesus. Let me talk to everybody that's here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Yeah, you're here. You might be a good person. Maybe you even grew up in church. 
But if you're honest, if you died today, you do not know what would happen to you after you died. You hoped that you would be good enough. Listen, our only hope is Jesus. Church attendance is not hope. Good enough is not hope. Jesus is our hope. If you're here today and you're unsure about what would happen to you if you died today and you stood before God. You, or you're here, you know you do not have a relationship with Jesus. You've heard this sermon and you're saying to yourself, man, I am tired of carrying the weight on my own. I'm tired of trying to do life in my own strength. I'm tired of this empty feeling that I just keep trying to satisfy with more TVs and more promotions and more money and more sex and more popularity. It seems like I've been made for more and you have and his name is Jesus. And today he just invites you to come. Just like this dad, bring your mess, bring your baggage, bring all you got to him. And he promises to set you free. And so if you're here today and you've never asked Jesus into your life to save you and you want to leave today knowing, one, that you've got a relationship with him, knowing, two, that he has set you free, and knowing, three, that you'll be with him for all of eternity, right now is for you. Right now is your moment of freedom. Don't let anything talk you out of it. Don't make an excuse for why you can do it later. Right now is your time. Right now is your moment of freedom. Right now, let's go to God. And let's pray. Let's pray, church. Father, I pray right now in the strong name of Jesus, in the strong name of Jesus who came to set everyone free. Jesus, I pray for people right now who, who are in the seats and God, for some, something has got them here today, but they know that they do not have a relationship with you. I pray for every person that might be in the crowd right now. Jesus, you are speaking into, into their lives and they know they need to be saved. Jesus, I pray right now they would reach out and they would grab freedom. I pray right now they would reach out to you, call to you in prayer and be saved. With every head bowed, with every eye closed, if you're here today and you want to begin a relationship with Jesus, you want Jesus to come into your life and set you free. I'm just inviting you right now to pray this prayer silently right there where you're at. This is just between you and God. So just pray this right there where you're at. Just silently pray. Pray this. You can say, Dear Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sin. Come into my life and save me. Make all things new in my life. Give me freedom. Help me to live for you from this moment forward. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for coming back from the dead for me. Jesus, I am yours. Amen. With every head still bowed, every eye closed, nobody's looking around. Did you just pray that prayer? Are you here today and you want Jesus to set you free? You want to begin a relationship with him? Right now is your time. I'm going to count to three. And if you want Jesus to step into your life and save you, you want to give your life to him for the very first time, as soon as I say three, don't wait, don't talk yourself out of it, but as soon as I say three, I just want you to raise your hand in the air as high as you can. Nobody's looking around, okay? Totally a safe place. But as soon as I say three, if you want Jesus to save you and you want to start a relationship with him, as soon as I say three, shoot your hand high into the air. One, two, three. Right now, raise your hand if that's you today. If you want Jesus Christ to step into your life and to save you, right now, just raise your hand. 
And listen, if that's you here today, if that's you, we gave every one of you a card when you walked in today. In fact, if you didn't get a card, it's underneath your seat. If you are making that decision today, indicate that on the back of that card by just checking that box that says, I gave my life to Christ. In fact, if you're here today with every head bowed and eye closed, if you're here today and you are making the decision to give your life to Jesus for the very first time, I just want you to look at me. You can stay seated, but just look at me if you want, to, if you want Jesus to save you. Everybody that's making that decision, just look at me. Hey, we want to give you guys these free things today. This is a book called Seek First, just to help you begin your relationship with Jesus. And this is a free Bible. If you are making that decision to give your life to Jesus today on your way out, somebody will give you one of these today. Just give them your card, or you can drop your card in the basket of every volunteer that's going to be all over this auditorium in the next few minutes. Father, I just pray right now for every person in the room that you've set free, but they don't feel free. God, right now, help us to take advantage of this opportunity. Amen. Let's all stand for just a moment before we dismiss today. I believe that God wants to do a lot in our lives. Let's all stand. And here's what I'm going to invite us to do right now before we dismiss. Nobody leave. Everybody stay where you are. But if you're here today, you know you've got a relationship with Jesus. You are free but you don't feel free. You feel like you are in some sort of prison. I want you, if that's you today, you feel like you are in some sort of prison. I want you just to make your way up front right now. We're going to open this up front right here for you right now. We just want to pray with you. You don't have to say anything to anybody. You can just come up here and pray. But if you're here today, you some, man, there's something you're struggling with. Bring it to Jesus. Just come. If you're in a prison today, bring it to Jesus. Just come. You can get on your knees. You can stand for prayer. You just come. If you're dealing with something that's just weighing on you, you bring it to Jesus today. If something is tearing your family apart, you bring it to Jesus today. There are people up here praying right now. And if you want to be with them, come on right now. Do not miss this opportunity. Don't miss it. You take that step today. If, man, if you're in that seat and you're thinking, you know what, I need to do that, but I'm afraid of what somebody will think about me. That's a prison. It's time to live for God's opinion, not other people's. You just come. Just come on. Right now. Bring your prison to Him. You just come. Just come right now. Just come. Some of you, hey, it's time to start believing again that God can work in that area of your life. You need to come. Time to start believing again. You've been dealing with that for decades. Man, I'm always going to deal with that. You know what? It's time to start believing again. You just need to come. Whatever your prison is, doesn't matter if you think it's too dark. You just come. You just come and you seek God right up here. And hey, if you're in that seat, you're looking at maybe a friend up here, why don't you come and put your hand on their shoulder and say they're not in it alone. Why don't you just come up here and be with some friends right now if you need to. Let them know that you are in the fight with them. You are fighting for freedom with them. Let's not just sit in our seats and watch while other people might be bringing their prison to Jesus. If you see some friends up here, you can come with them. Or if you know you need to bring your prison, you just come, man. Just come on. And just begin to cry out to him right here.
Hey, can I get some of the some of the care team that's in the back? Let's just come up here and let's just pray with some of these people, guys. Can we get some some of our care team, some of our response team up here? Let's let these people know that we're praying for them. You guys are coming. Come on. Come on. Hey, what's your prison today? I want you to know it answers to Jesus. Maybe you're in that seat and you're kind of checking this out. God's tugging on your heart. You know, you need to give your life to Him today for the very first time to begin that relationship with Him. Hey, all you got to do today, on the back of that card, check that box. Don't leave today. Staying in that prison. Just take a step out. and I'm going to end this way. You guys up here, do not move. You keep, man, let's keep pointing out to God. Don't quit up here. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit. And just keep this right here. Just keep this right here going. Hey, guys, I love you. I want to I leave just like this. I don't want to end this right here. I believe God's doing something in a lot of people's lives. If you, I'm gonna, we're dismissing right now. Okay, but wait a second. If you need to come up here, man, just come. Don't, it can wait. The game can wait. Lunch can wait. If you need to come, just come. But I'm going to dismiss everybody else that's standing. Everybody up here, you just, man, let God do what God is doing here. Don't be in a hurry at all. If you want to come up here right now on your way out, you come. But listen, listen, listen. Guys, everybody standing, I'm going to dismiss you guys just as quietly as possible. Let's leave the lights exactly where they are right now. Let's keep this atmosphere going. People are praying. God is moving. I'm going to dismiss you guys. Hey, first-time guests, don't forget to hit that table on your way out. Man, part three of freedom is going to be so powerful need to get people here with you. Hey, love you guys. Love you guys. We'll see you next week. But if you need to come up here, you come. What's happening here, let it happen as long as it needs to today. It's why we started this church. Why we're here. Just keep going. But everybody else, you're dismissed unless you want to stay where you're at and pray. Unless God is dealing with you. Unless you want to come up here.